Welcome to Brand Growth Heroes, the podcast that explores how insurgent brands in consumer goods categories are driving transformational growth. Here our guests talk not only about their brand purpose or why, but also how where they play, who they employ, and how they work has driven their incredible success. If you've been listening to the last few episodes of Brand Growth Heroes, you'll know that we're focusing on catching up with previous guests to find out how they're managing their way through the current crisis. But we're also talking to companies that are offering crisis support to CPG brands in a number of different ways. Today, we're talking to UK-based cereal food entrepreneur Jason Gibb about one of his companies, Bread and Jam Fest. Bread and Jam Fest is a well-known UK annual business festival for food and bev startups, offering training, networking and introductions to seasoned food entrepreneurs to help founders navigate those first few difficult years. Recently, however, Jason and co-founder Tara have had to flex their model to deliver this brand purpose entirely online. As a result, they're now helping over a thousand companies a week, which is far more than they ever could have imagined or planned for. I find this fascinating, as it's real proof of our readiness to embrace not only remote working, but remote training and remote live business networking as well. Jason also runs Europe's largest online community of food and bev entrepreneurs. It's called The Food Hub, which you should check out on Facebook. Jason Gibb, welcome to Brand Growth Heroes. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really delighted to have got the opportunity to get to know you a little bit over the last few weeks. And I'm dying to share what Bread and Jam is about to all of our listeners around the world. So tell us, for those listeners who don't know what Bread and Jam is, who are you? What's your background? And what is Bread and Jam and what is it offering? So yeah, so uh, I'm Jason Gibb. I'm the founder of Bread and Jam. I'm a food entrepreneur. I call myself a food entrepreneur. I, I have a background in uh, in running food businesses, launching my own businesses. I, I had an olive oil business for 10 years. Um, and when I set that up in the uh, the early noughties, mid-noughties, I kind of, I really struggled um, because there was very little help for me. I, had, I didn't have a business background. I knew nothing about food. So I basically kind of muddled my way through it, lo- made loads <laughs> of mistakes, um, learned on the job. And I was always pretty frustrated that there was no support. For me. The only kind of support I did get was from fellow food and drink founders. Sure. And, um, a friend of mine used to organize like a, a, a dinner and we'd all sit around and, and, and share our war stories and, and share contacts and share information. And, and being in a room with people who are on the same journey as you was just a fantastic experience. And the, the insight and, 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 info was just like gold dust yeah so i always wanted to kind of like recreate that uh, on a much larger scale so when i sold my business in uh, around tw- uh, 2014 uh i well i went traveling for a while actually with with the family uh, oh, and then in nice. 2016 i um i started up a, a facebook group called the called the food hub um and uh, i invited all my 50 food and drink founder friends on there uh and to see if they would kind of uh, share information and, and share contacts. And I didn't know if they would do that on like a, a public a forum. Public forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turned out they did. And, you know, the, the, the food hub grew and grew and grew and um, more and more people came on it. The, the information on there is just fantastic. You ask a question on there and you'll get like 10, 15 answers. Um, and now we have... Um, about eight and a half thousand people on there using it. Um, wow. Supporting each other. Um, it's incredibly collaborative. And then I kind of wanted to, to turn that into a, a more a physical 
physical event. So sure. I got together with a co-founder uh, called Tara, and in 2016, we, we put on our first festival. Um, and I was always really keen, uh, like I said, to kind of hear from other food and drink founders about how they did it, about how they got into Ocado, about how they got funding, about how they set up a web shop. So the, food, the, the, the Bread and Jam Festival is all about that. It's all about hearing from other people who've been there and done it. And it's an amazing event. Uh, it's like two days of talks, panels, workshops, retail pitching. Um, we have a, a marketplace with businesses that support food and drink founders there. Um, so it's, we have about a thousand people who, who come to that event. And that started in 2016. Each year it's grown by about 60%. And this year was the year that we we're really going <laughs> to go for it, go to a bigger location, really scale it up. But uh, obviously the coronavirus. Things got in the way. And look, I mean, you know, the reason I called you originally was because when I saw how quickly you had flexed your model to take account for the fact that everyone's in lockdown and that, you know, bread and jam was built on get togethers, physical get togethers, and you were no longer going to be able to offer that physical face to face help to people. And all of a sudden I was, you know, because I obviously I get your inboxes and I checking out your website and I was seeing all of the virtual capability building and support and meetups that you have online. And, you know, you were just telling me before we started, you've got over a thousand people coming to your training sessions and your meetups every week. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So when everything just started to kick off, we were like, shit, our industry really needs help. Yeah. You know, we need to, everyone is really struggling. So we put on a two weeks of kind of free workshops uh, each day dealing with a kind of different topic around surviving the, mm -hmm. the crisis. So it was called the Corona Survival Series. It was really um, good. I was on one of the calls. It was really good, you know. So, so they were, yeah, based on, on, focused on different kind of aspects where we might be struggling with. So that was our first kind of knee-jerk reaction. We need to help our community here. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, um, you know, our business has, has kind of ev evaporated. We, we're, we're not going to do the festival this year uh, in October. Um, so that was the main revenue stream for us. So we very quickly had to reinvent ourselves as a online events business, right. online training. Luckily, we've got, you know, we know how businesses run. Tara and I are both kind of food entrepreneurs our, ourselves. Uh, I'm doing a, you know, a, a startup myself at the moment. Um, so we know what help people need. We have access to all the industry experts. So we were very, a very easily able to kind of immediately put on a series of events. Um, and of course, you know, going online has created a huge opportunity for us. You know, before we were limited to location, um, to getting everyone to come to that location. Yeah. You had to be in London or you had to come to London to, to, to come to our events. Because we were doing physical events outside of the annual festival as well. We were doing monthly meetups, evening workshops, that kind of thing. A huge amount of logistics and organizing for that kind of business model, right? Absolutely. Yeah, quite time consuming. Um, so we couldn't run too many events. But obviously, we're not limited to a, a, a location now. Yeah. So we can actually run lots of events uh, once or twice a day. What it has also meant is that the barrier to kind of entry has, has disappeared. Anyone can run webinars and, and, and workshops online now. So that's kind of been a bit of a challenge. But we're relying on our the reputation that we've built up over sure. you know, four years, 
that we provide really good content. And you know, a lot of these webinars, they're, they're free. Um, but I think as people kind of attend them more and more, they'll realize that actually the value in them isn't always that great. Um, so we're very focused on doing really valuable workshops at very uh, pretty low price um, that will leave you with very tangible, actionable, practical information to, to move your business forwards. Take us through this week's worth of webinars then. So just for our listeners around the world or those in the UK who haven't yet signed up for the webinars at the moment, what would a typical week look like at the moment in terms of content and who might they be getting training from or who might they be meeting? Sure. So um, we're starting every week with a, a Monday motivational panel. Mm-hmm. Um, of, so we have three food, food and drink entrepreneurs on there. Uh, I'm asking them questions about one particular topic. So this, this week it was about... Uh, working with Ocado. Next week, it's about uh, direct-to-consumer. They're free to attend. Um, Really useful. Again, love hearing from other food and drink founders. And then we're also running lots of uh, other webinars and training sessions throughout the week, Um, either 90 minutes or two and a half hours. And they're they're kind of focused on two different aspects or areas where we see that food and drink businesses need support. The first is upskilling in this downtime. Uh, so making sure that when things return to normal, we can really hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other area that people need support with is obviously e-commerce, getting their business online. Sure. Um, whether it's Amazon, whether it's creating your own web shop, whether it is working on a, another platform, SEO, um, Facebook advertising, that kind of thing. Sign of the times in the background, unfortunately. <laughs> I can hear your ambulance whirring. Isn't it amazing, though, you know, when something like this happens and you think, oh, God, you know, my business is going to tank. And actually, I would imagine that you are living your business mission or business purpose in terms of being able to deliver capability building and networking. You're doing that more every single day than you would have been doing before. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's strange because I feel that I'm just kind of it's fairly knee jerk what we're doing. It's not massively strategic. We just, I, I've kind of, I th- the advice I give to a lot of people is let's not spend too much time concerning ourselves with things that we can't control. Sure. Let's just deal with the immediate kind of situation. And the immediate situation is that we need to kind of provide people with online training. Yeah. What's going to happen further down the, the, the line with Bread and Jam? You know, we're obviously thinking about it, but I'm not spending too much time uh, fretting about it because we're just not in control of our destiny at the moment. But you are just living what you were supposed to be doing all along or what you set out to do all along, which was helping entrepreneurs, food and bev entrepreneurs and startups to help themselves by connecting with other people or connecting with experts and making the time and space in their day now, not just in their year, but in their day for this help and this connection. And I think that's amazing because actually it seems to me to be more strategically on point than one event per year. Not that you were just doing one event, but you know what I'm getting at? It's it's almost ironic, but it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose, I guess you're saying, you know, this is something that we should have been doing anyway. And, yeah. it, and in many ways, that's what people are finding, that direct-to-consumer uh, it, it is the big thing. Everyone should have you know, we should be selling direct yeah. to consumer. Um, yeah. That's the future. Absolutely. And people are using this opportunity to, 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 to quickly do it. 
One last question, Jason, which boggles me when I see, go onto your website. And your website, by the way, we should give it a call out now. It's www. Uh, breadandjamfest.com. Breadandjamfest.com. Okay. So please, listeners, go and check this out. It's a gorgeous brand as well. I said that to you before, but I really find the brand very appealing. But when I look at the schedule that you have up for any of the weeks that I've been on in the last three weeks, I think, how does Jason and Tara, how do they find the experts, brief them on what they need, you know, manage the quality in terms of what that expert's going to deliver, moderate the sessions, the online sessions? How do you find the time to do that? And then also update the website in such a professional manner when you don't have a big team to help you? I mean, are you working all the hours that God sends? I mean, you know, I have to say that we are working incredibly hard. You know, I got three kids at home. I got a a wife doing a PhD, so she needs to work as well. Yeah. Um, And I I went down with the virus as well. So I was out for two and a half weeks. That was pretty shitty. But um, I don't know. We're just um, uh, we're working quite efficiently. um, And we have got we've been in this industry so, so long. We do have an amazing network of people that we can we can pull in. Keeping the quality of the um, of the sessions is incredibly important to us. So you know we do spend a lot of time working out what the content is, making sure people are getting value for money. Sure. Um, but you know how long we can maintain this, I, I don't know. Um, we're just carrying on in, as long as we're needed. Well, I think it's great. I really do. And you know. One of the things that's a particular of interest to me is the fact that I work hand in hand with Board Bia, the Irish Food Board in Ireland, and it's the most amazing semi-state organisation full of fabulous people with amazing career backgrounds. And they have been instrumental in driving growth for the Irish food industry for 30 years, you know, and we do a huge amount of what they do and I help them do a huge amount of capability building and it's all very insight driven. And I could never understand why the UK is such a big market, 19 times the grocery market next door to us and not even talking about the size of the agriculture in the UK. But what I could never understand why they didn't have something similar to support their food businesses. And so I was delighted to see that you guys have stepped in and created something from the ground up. And, you know, it might be small now, but who knows in 30 years time whether you'll be the UK's board of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what you know, our aim is to be the go-to place for people uh, who want to start or upscale their food and drink business. And yeah. you know, we're doing a good job. We're getting good reputation. Um, people do come to us, and their chances of succeeding are, are so much better with a bit of training and support and advice that we we can offer. And you know, that's our ultimate game. Well, look, Jason, on that note, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. I really hope that you get loads and loads of traffic to your website now so that people around the world can check out what you guys are doing and that even, you know, that you get even more UK businesses joining your your webinars this week and in the coming weeks, because I think it's really, really useful what you're doing. And congratulations on turning something around so quickly to help your core. I know you don't like using the word customer, but to help all those people in your community who have a need, you saw it, you did it, and you shipped, as they say, on the internet. So well done. Thank you very much. And can I just say, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I think it's brilliant and I'm I'm honoured to be uh, on it. Ah, Thanks a mil, Jason. Great to talk and hopefully we'll get to work together soon. 